I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me. And he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. And I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. Well, we're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello there, Radiant Light. Um, welcome. Welcome to this wonderful Wednesday. It's wonderful because we all get to connect with each other no matter what's going on. Um, hi in the chat. It's great to see everyone there. Um, as everyone knows, the chat is my um, co-hosts, co-pilots, cohorts, and sound engineers. They let me know how the sound is doing. Um, maybe someday Blog Talk will have some way of doing that. But right now, I rely on all of you um, to let me know how the sound is. So, yeah, and actually, you know, the chat really also helps to set the tone vibrationally. So I do appreciate those um, that listen via the chat and uh, share their comments and ideas and insights. And I also appreciate all of you that take the time to call in as well. And, of course, all of you listeners that listen all across the globe. Um, it warms my heart. We're still going strong here. I was thinking about that this morning. Well, I went to get my chai. Uh, thanks, Tom. Sarah at Tom. Thank you so much, Tom's Roasting Company. Um, yeah, I just started this per my guides, and then just of love of doing um, this, just have been managed to keep it up with all my comings and goings and um, busy schedule, and it just has a special place in my heart, always will, so. All right, everyone, if you're listening by the um, chat, fine. If you're listening by phone, great. If you want to call in, that number is 347-539-5122, 347-539-5122, and press 1 on your keypad, and that will get you in the queue for a question or a comment. Do I see someone that I know from New Zealand? Is that you in the chat, Louise from New Zealand? Is that you or is it James or James and Louise? If it is, hello. If it's not, hello also. All right, again, call in number 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad if you have a question or a comment or you would like a reading. Um, have a great guest. Um, our guests are always synchronistic. I mean, this is, if, if you have any doubts that there's spirit, God, the all that is, higher self as us, that is our true us, um, orchestrating things. It never ceases to amaze me. Whatever I'm working on or focused on or going on with my clients or groups or students, it always comes up um, through the guests. So some of you know from my YouTube um Oh, it is Louise from Australia. Hi, Louise. Good 
Good to see you. Um, thank you. Good to see you. So, yeah, um, it's never ever ceases to amaze me. So if you've been, if you're subscribed to my YouTube channel, which if you are, come over and say hi and subscribe um, and hang out with me for a bit. Uh, got that going and also a great, great village, as one person put it, community, uh, soul group at Patreon, where we're diving into deeper metaphysics, um, advanced metaphysics and spiritualism. And um, some of us meet monthly. So it's really a, a nice connecting. Um, I'm also, by the way, going to be doing a new uh, platform that's specifically classes and courses, um, a bit more mainstream. But let me know what you want in a class or course or what you want to learn, what you're interested in, um, in as far as soul-centered living, soul-inspired living, really living from your soul, creating that way, moving into conscious creation. I'm going to be doing some um, courses along the line with that as far as also dream therapy, um, which we, I do in my tele-workshops also. So I'm just going to be expanding that. I'm working with a great group, a great company. Um, that's going to help me reach more people and do and share more of my gifts, but also my training, what I've studied and uh, trained and and, and um, offered in different ways and formats. But this will be under one roof, so um, it'll be nice. It'll be less overwhelming sometimes. <laughs> oh, that's the hope. That's the hope. All right. Anyway. So I've been, if you, again, okay, so long intro, I kind of got sidetracked, but I've been talking a lot about intentionality. And, of course, our guest at the second half of the program, Kim Stanwood Terranova, is the author of The Technology of Intention. So I'm kind of curious, I'm, I'm, but I've been getting, you know, a lot of what I do, um, especially for the people that are doing my courses, is or clients, is when I get heads up of what's going on, I relay that. Like a few of my clients, I suggested that they start getting rid of their um, offices, that they weren't going to need those anymore, and that they work online, and they needed to do it by March of last year. Especially one of my long, long, long time clients, and now a dear friend, um, I was like, you really need to work remotely, online, get classes going. Spirit wants you moving in a new direction. So same thing with me, like a lot of my predictions of, of like I predicted the pandemic, COVID. I had a, a succession of visions. Some of you know of this in the mid-2000s and then again in 2016 with vaccine, everything that's going on. So and other, other you know, uh, group and as well as individual predictions. But every time I would tune in to my guides and I'd say, should I be sharing more of this? Should I put this on YouTube? Should I tell more people? No, no. Teach people how to connect to their intuition and trust their intuition. Over and over and over. No, no, it's going to just, you don't want to be in the fray of that. You don't want to get in the middle of all that. You don't want to, no. You just, if people want to know or you're working with them and you can manage the information, then give it. You know, they never said to censor or hide the information, but on a, on a more mass level, I always got guided to help people connect in and trust their own intuition and understand how their own higher self works, their mind, their subconscious. And 
I would say the last couple of years, the guides kept saying, because there's going to be a lot of confusion, there's going to be a lot of misinformation. People aren't going to be able to trust what they hear or what they read. They have to, and there's not going to be one right answer or one wrong. It's going to be trust your, you're going to have to trust your intuition. So now I've had clients of mine saying, oh my God, it's working. Thank God you taught us this. And I'm like, what? Trust your intuition. Because there's so much going on right now, and there's so much misinformation, there's so much, um, I would say not just misinformation, but there's information that is not pure, if it, you know, how obviously everything's going to be always a little skewed on the earth plane. But it's information that's put to ensnare or encapsulate or get people to do a certain agenda. It's like marketing when you don't know you're being marketed to, right? Um, it's like walking into a store and they're playing a certain kind of music and certain clothes and the people are, look a certain way or dress a certain way and then now you start feeling a certain way. How do we get beyond that? How do we know what's real for us is trust your intuition. Some of you that are part of my, the Patreon uh, Soul Path Seekers and uh, Soul Path Journey with Michelle, I have been uploading some of the raw, not, you know, very just explicit information I've gotten from the guides, which is already starting to come through, which just, in a way, is such a miracle, and to some degree, I'm going to use a funny word, flabbergast me, that exactly what I saw, what the information I was given, um, if same happened with the Berlin Wall, when I had that, predicted that being torn down. Um, the economy in the late 80s, the, the um, dot-com bus, the, the stock market, um, regular people trading, 9-11, I had the visions of people being blown up and sucked out of planes, and I was supposed to be flying that, um, <laughs> that day, actually, that Tuesday. Um, and I could go on and on and on. And then, of course, a lot of individual, more local predictions. It still flabbergasts me, like, how it is exactly what I'm shown is going to happen ends up happening. And now that I look back, I see, you know, a lot of it is to trust the message. And I also see now a lot of it is because people are going to have to have a, a, a higher level and a different type of self-responsibility. Because what might be right or good for person A, which might be a good friend of yours or family member, may not be good or right for you or person B, right? And you're only going to know this by listening, you know, getting information, but then bringing it back to you. And in fact, that's my post for my soul insights, the, the month or the weekly writing I do is make sure you're bringing what you receive and any suggestions back to your own heart intuition and inner knowing stay master of your decisions get guidance and input for instance the vaccine i'm not a vaccinate i don't vaccinate i did not over vaccinate yoshi i feel like the best thing is the immune you know but saying that i had the flu a year ago and i took tamiflu so i'm not a, it's not like i'm opposed to conventional traditional medicines or means or doctors um, I feel that there's a blend and I just feel that in our society particularly um, local society and, and community society we don't focus enough on our immune system our environment it, it's hodgepodge like if you're if you're in Ayurvedic 
medicine or uh, homeopathic or a holistic doctor or practitioner or, you know, you work with herbs or supplements, you're going to be more open to that. And so I feel like there needs to be more of that, which my prediction is, is that there is going to be more of that. My guides have shown me, and again, the confirmations are coming much more quickly. I had a whole vision of how, and I received information that temporarily the pharmaceutical um, side of things was really going to ratchet up. I mean, really spike with traditional medicine or conventional, I should say, conventional um, allopathic, you know, symptomatic, treating just symptoms of things. But that the alternative, home, alternative healthcare, alternative um, like infrared, um, things, things to work with brain chemistry, uh, neurotransmitters, you know, creating new, new neural pathways, but devices and supplement and alternative homeopathy would start being neck and neck with the allopathic, so the homeopathic, the allopathic, treating the whole person. And I was really seeing it, like both of them coming up stronger and stronger, but right now the fo foothold of the old, of the pharmacopoeia, is really trying to take hold. They're trying to make as much money as they can by – and that doesn't mean there's not something happening, that there's not a COVID or a virus or this or that. It's just what is the intention of the navigators of the old paradigm is they see things shifting. Some of you know that doctor that I worked with uh, briefly, um, White House doctor, <laughs> but tried to debunk me, and then I ended up he healing him. <laughs> Give me a call if you're listening. I still have your card. They wanted me to work with the government. I did, it's not my thing but to decline. Um, but back then, in the mid-'90s, they already saw things declining. And, my guys, every time I tune in and say, because people have asked me, should we take the vaccine or should we not, and I can't answer that, and the guides will not answer that. They can give an opinion. They can tell through Michelle. There could be a human opinion or where things are going that basically we don't really want to be. Um, ah, white Keller Lily, so happy you didn't. Oh, no, I don't want them all up in my business. But they probably were anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, it was so bizarre, that offer. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm going to talk about it again at some point. But, yeah, it was, it was very interesting. Um, and kudos for him, man. He was like, I'm going to bunk this energy worker and then I ended up healing some stuff and picking up psychically on some health issues he had and he's like my god it really it was <laughs> your real deal it really works <laughs> because we work with people like you we're looking for someone like you um but just imagine now everyone so our body wisdom we see this when we use the pendulum right a divining rod, a pendulum, or if you use your body as a pendulum, you know things that aren't right for you or aren't life-enhancing enough for you, you cringe. Whether it's a food, something smells bad, something smells off, a situation doesn't seem right, that's what everybody's going to have to use. And why? Because big picture is we're all going to be more operating that way, eventually more telepathic. And we're getting I, – I visited a friend – Oh, about a month ago, and we were just, I mean, left and right telepathic. I mean, like, unbelievable. Like I was with Yoshi. Dogs and animal beings, it's easier to do. 
um, even with children because they don't have all the filters. But I would think something, she would say it. I would start to say something where I'm like, oh, I've got to bring this up. we got to go do that. And, oh, great, do you want to go here and pick this up? And I'm like, oh, my God, I just I have that vision or that thought. Or I'd see myself doing something, and then we'd end up doing it, or she'd ask, do you want to do this? Um, I also had this feeling. I, I said one day, I said, you know, I feel this energy. It, it's like the energy I felt before that January 6th in the United States, insurgents, riot, whatever the heck it was called at the White House, a fiasco, whatever. <laughs> the triggering, the, 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 I don't know what, I mean, in a way, you, I, it all makes sense when you look at where we are in the world, what's happening. It's like the revolt. And um, anyway, I felt that. And some of you, again, that have watched my YouTube videos, I kept saying something's going to happen. And I've been saying it again this week. And I guess we have impeachment and there's some other things that have been going on. So I don't really, I'm not keeping track. But what I'm trying to explain is you're going to get to the point where you feel energetically what's happening before it happens, before you even get the visual, the thought, the idea, the psychic download. And this is to teach us all to trust the energy because we are energetic beings. We've been getting that anyway, but we discount it. So I keep seeing these two energies like bumping into each other and clashing. And I'm like, oh my God, there's going to be a fight. There's a lot of fighting and opposition. And I've told some clients and friends and they're like, is that individually? I said, no, it's collective. This It's a collective energy. But here's the thing. How do we respond to that collective energy? If you're not aware of yourself as an energetic being, you can get swept up in it, in the in the in the anger, in the opposition, in the in the fear, in the fight. Or you can be in the center of it. Because when you're in the center of it, it starts building a momentum. Right? Because often when you say too far left or too far right or too far this, you know, it just stretches like a rubber band, right? Until it breaks or you snap to one end and then you obviously snap to the other end. And that's been our problem for thousands of years. You know, I've been watching lately this show on Netflix. I think it's something ancient Britain, but it goes through, you know, Stonehenge and beyond that. And, you know, uh, Paleolithic. Uh, what is it, Paleolithic, Paleolithic, Mesolithic, Neolithic, before Christ, before written history, you know, just pictographed, people have been fighting like this. It's the same story. We have the chance to break it now. You know, they first they worship the moon, then the sun, then the man, then the woman, or the woman, then the man, you know, and it's flippy floppy, flippy floppy. So, I've been feeling and I I felt like this energy building, like something was going to be building and then just explode and there would be a lot of creative energy. And then I got to do this business deal, this platform, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is it. And further confirmation, my friend Jen, hey, Jen, are you listening, tells me, because I said, I have to sign a contract, and she tells, oh, good, it's what your dad said. And I forgot right after my dad had died. I, I, there's a few people that I really keep in close contact. Some of you know Angela in the chat. Remember Angela? She comes to me frequently. Obviously Yoshi, Ray, Kelly, my one, a couple of my metaphysical teachers, um, my shamanic teacher. Uh, other than my guides, I have people guides too that come to me with various messages. 
Well, right after my dad crossed over, he came in a vision and said, Michelle, when you get the contract, take it. Take the contract. Now, that's been many, what is it, six years ago? So why I'm, I'm excited about this, you guys, what I want to share with you. Take the contract. Take the lesson. Um, bring things back into your intuition, and if you are receiving messages, in other words, it may not be, you may not get, if it doesn't happen right away, that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. That's number one. And also get in the habit, if you can, of pausing to feel what is the energy of you, your own personal energy, and the energy around you. Because you're going to start perceiving what's going on in the collective, and you can choose how you interface with that energy. Because we're all interconnected, right? So you don't have to get in the middle of the energy or be on one side or the other, but you can tap into that energy. That's the magician card. That's the magician. You can tap into that energy. It's through the elements, right? Earth, air, fire, uh, water. You can tap into that energy and begin to harness it or observe it and be present to it. The Buddhist tradition, they talk about just being present to it. And see how it plays out. Once you start attuning or lining more to the energy, it's attuning to the energy to feel it out, then you can even get more psychic as to what, it sharpens your intuition and you become more psychic as to what is coming. It's also a way to read the Akashic, basically. And then you can see where things are going and you can also prepare yourself friends and family, but yourself as to what your feeling is coming up, even though you may not yet have the imagery, the picture of it, but then it plays out. You know, when I saw all that fighting and oppositional energy, I could feel the energy. It was like on one side and the other, but there was this other, there was this energy that was trying to come in, or it is coming in, that's pushing on the old. Well, that happens with us with, with new ideas. We resist, we, we push back, right? Or we push forward to push it away. So there is that energy that's happening collectively and it will be affecting each of us individually. But we do get to choose how we want to navigate that energy, how we want to manage it. What does it bring up for us? It might be bringing up a lot of feeling of being incensed, injustice, anger, um, maybe even for some hopelessness, but usually I'm feeling the energy right now that what the level of opposition, it's usually bringing up some kind of, I'm going to push through or, you know, I'm, I'm upset about this or angry or how long is this going on? And that can be in your personal life as well. Um, let's see the knowing, what do we, we got some stuff in the chat. Like Calendly, I think it's exciting that this is where we're going. It's kind of like we're going back to the way we started, like the ancients. Yeah, Atlantis and Lemuria. Yes, and I've been watching, trying to watch more on that. Everyone seems to have a lot of the same limited information. Some of my advanced um, teachers were saying that what is will happen in this next incarnation, because the Atlanteans were very um, mental-based which we have to be, have a caution about that with the Aquarian age of being too in, 
focus only on devices and technology and, you know, um, Aquarius is about brotherly, sisterly love, community, but it isn't very, can have its issues with attachment or bonding individually. It doesn't get really, no, it's not wired for that, even as a sign. And it's, it's Aquarius is a, you know, is a masculine energy. Um, like people have Venus and Aquarius, it can be hard for them to bond or they can love many people or have many friends. So that deep bonding and connection it's either not there or it's there, but more for humanity or a cause or a group or a family. It, it's, 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 it's not like the earth or, you know, earth or water signs, especially water. So the Atlantean times were a lot about um, community, technology, um, this idea of furthering a cause, furthering the civilization, um, but not as heart-centered, right? Lemuria from Mu, was very much connected to the um, emotions, the energy and motion, somatic connections, connecting through the body. Um, both civilizations were highly telepathic, but the Lemurians also used their body. So the very, let's just think sixth chakra, really. Um, and also in Lemuria, living in a more lush uh, land, more of the Pacific and Atlantis and the um, Atlantic. And my understanding is we're bringing those two natures within us together now, the Atlantean energy or Atlantean focus um, aspect of our being and the Lemurian aspect of our being. So we're not cut off emotionally. And if you can see it, Atlantean was much more of a masculine energy um, and Lemurian, much more of the feminine or divine feminine. So th that's another way you can look at archetypally that we're coming together with the, bringing these nature, two natures together, the sensing, the feeling, the being in touch energetically so that you're using your body now as a divining rod. You're using your body to intuit the messages, which that's part of the reason we have a body and we have all these nerves, ner the nervous system, right, is the... It's, not, it's, it's the emotional aspect of us, but it is the communication highway, right? And that, that's why the, um, you know, through all the chakras, what is it, the ganglion, the, um, as long as I have studied this and I still say the name incorrectly and someone can co correct me, um, the shushumna, 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 in yoga, which is where the nadis are, the main, the main energy channel of the subtle body and how it connects to our denser physical body. By the way, we dive into all this in my Patreons if you're interested in <laughs> the soul path seekers, but especially soul path journeyer, but um, is in person. So that you understand the subtle energy. So it's going to be more and more important that we understand the subtle energy of who and what we are of all of nature and how we interface to that. And you guys, so importantly, how we affect it. We are affecting it right now. Bob Payne, thank you in the chat. Shishumna, I always, <laughs> I've given up on because I, I use I Shumna, Shishumna, anyway. Okay. Only thing I'm good with, Namaste, <laughs> Gopalago. 
Om Namah Shivaya. I have I do love Sanskrit. It's such a sacred language to me. I have many lifetimes uh, as a yogi, um, as a chanter. I love bhakti yoga, all yoga, jhana, you know, knowledge, bhakti. Um, however, I do have my limitations with that language. So anyway, thank you in the chat for that. Oh, the Shishunga, why Kalalili learned about that in the Reiki training. Yes, so, and if, let's see about Atlantis. Yes, Michelle, that feels very integrated. Yes, so that's just the thing. When we start looking at everything that's happened in these multiple civilizations that we have, we still have remnants or aspects of them, not only in our DNA, in RNA, or what's called metaphysically our DNA matrix, but in our energetic matrix, the etheric body that we carry with all the information, the kosh, akashic means soul. The kosh is the, 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 soul, the soul field, the integrative field. So this is why it's going to be so powerful, you guys, especially in the next few years as more people awaken to this and live this, while all the fighting is going on, I mean, and people have done it to some degree. You think of like We Are the World, you know, those concerts, group meditations, harmonic convergence. We do make a difference individually, and when we come together in small groups, it's like waves, right? Whatever, sonar, radio waves, electromagnetic frequency waves. We are that. And so we are influencing each other all the time. What's going to start happening, though, and you're going to start seeing it more and more probably mid this, this year, is people having more and more of these telepathic, like I was sharing with you, experiences and people picking up on the energy before it happens of what's going to be happening. Now, why is this on a small level? It's also just great to be prepared. Like, I wanted to go get my chai today, and it was like running a little late because I had to answer emails and do some other, you know, kind of client things. Oh, and I'm going to be on this, I don't know if it's live. I don't think it's live, but I'll, I'll let you know. I'm going to be interviewed on this show next week. So I did do some stuff for them. But I really wanted my chai. I just had this experience like I am right now, sitting down in my chair in my healing office. My legs are up. Just looking at all of you and connecting into your energy and having my chai. That's what I envisioned. But I knew, and I knew I had enough time, but I also knew I could feel in the, uh, environment that there was a lot of disruption or chaos. I could feel, and I thought, oh, it's Mercury retrograde in Aquarius, so maybe. But anyway, I get in my car. Normally I walk there, but you know, I had to zip, zip. And somebody's slow in front of me, this and that's happening. And then I, there's no parking. They're doing some kind of construction. I envision myself parking right in front. Usually I, that usually works when I do that. But this time wasn't bad. It was just further up. But then I walk, and there's all this construction, and these guys are carrying this big glass tabletop and these chairs, and they're trying to move it in and out. And then there's this dog that's circling. And I was like, but I was prepared. See, the thing is, it's going to be less stressful, for one thing. So I took a breath, and I'm like, well, you know, Michelle, you just walk around the cars and walk on the street to get where you're going. You don't have to walk on the sidewalk. But I stopped for a moment and I felt the energy. And what I felt, and this energy was, even though it was chaotic, it was very cooperative because there was probably, I don't know, 10, no, maybe more, 10 to 15 
guys moving stuff in and out and standing around and and then the dog was like sniffing everybody. I don't know. I think it was one of the woman's dogs. Anyway, that's in my story in my head that that's what was going on. And but there was productivity, and I just trusted. Okay, it's, I'm gonna get my chai. And of course, I talked to the people in there that work there. Um, lovely people. One of them has a Joshua Tree connection, just like I do, and has been getting some messages to go there. And so we had a chat, and um, they know what I get. Oh, getting your extra hot chai latte with unsweetened almond milk. Yep, I usually get almond milk or coconut milk. Or oat milk. So imagine us living more from this energetic frequency of understanding our own frequency then we're going to be able to understand other people's frequency and how they are affecting us, right? Not for good or bad, but just as it is, just what it is. Won't take things so personally. And that to me is also living with intentionality. My, I have an intention. And then I have an intention of how I'm going to navigate. Now, maybe I get thrown off course or I lose it or I'm upset or I'm exuberant or maybe I'm irritated or angry but when you're living this way you also understand that's energy too and that's not you and that's not necessarily a reflection on your consciousness don't get into the binary so much and because when you have a strong intention you're taking everything into account and everything you're seeing how is it leading to what you want and if it's not you're either leaving it or winding out of it or you're keeping an open mind that perhaps, even though you don't want this certain situation in your life or this certain boss or whatever it is, it is somehow leading to what it is that you need and want, right? So it's the intentionality or the intention to align to your higher purpose, your, your, your sense of self as your higher self, your soul, your experience and expression on this earth plane that it does have meaning and purpose, that there, you are here for a reason. Living that way is intentionality, your intention, because you have intentionality when you have purpose. It's not that you just were thrown here or planted here or a mistake or you were um, slaves from aliens. No, on contrary, no, no. You could tell yourself those stories. Those are very interesting little stories, but they're just interesting stories in my humble opinion and what I've experienced on the other side, on the other dimension, is that they're just interesting stories. And that everyone, it's just like the archetypal imagery of the archetypes in the tarot or the court cards or royalty cards, we are all descendant of royalty from God, the all that is, the divine spark, source energies. We just may not have been exercising that as much. And it doesn't have to be in huge ways it can be in very small ways with how you live and just living more with intentionality, you know. And that goes for where, in my mind, not over-consuming, not overspending, not overtaking up, but taking up psychic space. Let your aura expand. Take up psychic space. Be fulfilled. Be creative. Be expressive in the ways that you feel called to by your soul and through your heart. But, don't, but not numbing out or dumbing down 
right? The, the consumption, it's moving out of the consumery, overconsumption into creativity and creative expression. And there, that is living with intentionality. We see that. How do somebody eat? They take, they pause because it's sacred. Or you put something on because you feel like it. You feel like the mood. It suits you. Right? It, what, it's, it's bringing the sacredness or really understanding that your life is sacred. And how does that manifest? How does it unfold? And are you observing the sacredness no matter what you're going through? Yeah. Hey, Didi in the chat. Good morning. We've got Australia represented, and we've got New Zealand represented, right? <laughs> I love it. All right, let's get to callers. If you have a question, a comment, you would like a reading, a little tune-in, that number is 347-539-5122, and press 1 in the chat room. All right, let's start with the first caller here. Hello, welcome. You're on air. Hi. 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 Who am my I name is uh, my name is Keisha. Hi, Keisha. Welcome. Hi. I'm calling because I just want um I don't know, it's kinda of, well it's not that hard to explain. Um You I, want it I all, Keisha. Guy. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> I do, I do. Good. <laughs> um, I, 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 I met a guy like in December, but he was kind of like we we just met like on social media, like on a friendly communication. And he was like in a situation, and I was still like questioning if I wanted to be with my ex or not. So we were communicating, but we kind of fell off. And just recently, we like rekindled it, and he's like, like everything that I could like ever imagine. And I don't know, like, if I should be pinching myself or should I be, like, I'm not questioning it because it feels right, but I don't know. It's hard to explain. No, it's not hard to explain. What are you vibing on? There's a reason you called in. You're vibing on something. There's something. something, Come on. Let's talk about it. So he he lives in our state. He, he He lives in an entirely different state. So it's kind of like me questioning, like, is this something that could actually work with us living so far? But he was in a situation before, and you were in a situation, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't – okay, can you give me either his first name or initial? M? Well, actually, E. E. Okay. Okay, that's what I thought. I, I keep getting don't put all eggs in one basket. I would still be still open. Um, okay. I feel something's a little off. There's trust. I don't know if there's trust, if it's on your end or his end. There's something mistrustful. Does, does, does that make sense? Um, yeah, a little bit, maybe. Um, it's not on, I don't think it's on my end. He'd be on no. his end because he says he's questioning. Go ahead, I'm sorry. He's questioning what? He says he questions. He always second guesses himself. Like, so maybe it's something on his end, possibly? Yeah, but I feel like there could be other people dating or I, I don't know. It doesn't seem as clear and clean. I, I feel like you, you need to just trust your intuition and don't try to make it 
more than what it is and then see that it unfolds. Like, yeah. I like the situation. Yeah. I like where it is. Let's see what happens. There's and, something and a little And that's kind of how I've been riding it. Perfect. Perfect ride. Yeah, yeah. perfect ride. And I see the ride with pink fuzzies. Make it cozy. Because I feel there is some flippy, floppy side to him. I don't know if it's another person in his life or he gets to a certain level and then he's not sure. It's not saying no. I'm not getting don't. But it is saying to bring more of the mercurial part, you know, like head and heart. It's like you're learning to balance them. You're also learning with this person to see how somebody actually steps up. Let them take the reins. Mm-hmm. Because you you micromanage other relationships. You're like the navigator. You know, you're in the you got the mm-hmm. GPS of where it's going, but that sets you up for disappointment. So let someone else navigate so that you can judge and see where they're actually at, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I do want to mention he is like he he was honest with me and said he was dating other people. Um, ah, so, I guess that's so psychic that or something. Because I can, yeah, yeah. So okay, <laughs> there it is. Okay, because I'm trying. This is like mini readings here. I can't get into the total skinny, you know, because we don't have a lot of time. But yeah, yeah. so I, yeah, I, that to me. So that means other affections that may or may not work out better. And so that means that, and that's also why I guess the guides were saying in their little old-fashioned term, don't put all the eggs in one basket, basically. So that makes sense. I just enjoy, yeah, okay. Because I was, as you were telling me, I'm seeing all these, I'm seeing other women around and presences. I can see Mm -hmm. them visually, but energetically they're in his aura, which to me means they're they're close. You know, Mm -hmm. to be in someone's aura, it's it's not like they just had a couple chit-chats here or, some of them could even be in person, is what I'm hearing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would just enjoy it for what it is. And yeah. sometimes relationships like this, they can develop to be more, or they're just like a little fire starter. You know, it's like a little fire stick. It's like a little, you know, it's like in the ancient times, the flint against the rock to start to get your yeah. spark going. Because I feel you're in transition anyway, and you're getting clearer about what it is you actually really want and need in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you're in a transition. Yeah. All right, Keisha, yeah. keep us posted. But at least you got a little, but that could be fun. You got a little, yeah, you know. I'm taking it for what it it's is. Just, I've, I've said that to, yeah, I've said that to him. Like, you know, it's, let's just enjoy where we are. Like, I don't want to talk about anything else. Yeah. Like, let's just be in the moment. So, But I'm, you've got I'm to do the inner work to do that. Because that, but because you're yeah. emotionally, that, that's not where you're at. He's telling you something or there's some, well, I feel like you are kind of hopeful. Like you're like, almost like we're Mm. dating. Like the words, yeah. So just somehow emotionally take care of yourself. And again, we can do that by, some of you may have heard me talk about, you know, the um, reality and fantasy script. Write out the fantasy without censoring yourself. And then write out the mm-hmm. reality. Oh, he's dating other women and he lives five miles, you know, or 50 miles away or 100 miles away, or I just started dating him or I'm just getting to know him. Because then you won't invoke the shadow. You don't want to cut off 
but you also don't want to jump in, you know. So if you just let your own inner psyche balance that viewpoint for you, then I feel you'll be fine. I'm definitely hearing okay. don't close yourself to other people. I'm definitely, if, if I'm going to put my two cents in psychically, um, and I, as I look down the future, it's saying don't close yourself off to other people. Okay. We, people have a habit of doing that, especially women. I know, you know, it is a little bit of a gender thing. Women kind of, we, you know, that can tend to happen. So be open. Okay. Variety is the Thank spice you. of life right now. You're so welcome. Keep it yeah. posted. Thank you. Hi, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hello. Oh, hi. Hello, this Hi. is Allison. Hello. Hi, Allison. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. i just been told about you from a friend just this week, and so I was kind of happy to be able to. to oh, uh, yay. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. My question has to do with um, I'm working on my health. I've got some big issues, and but now it's kind of working on myself and my eating and things like that. I'm just wondering if you have any insights about that. Okay. Okay, first of all, very, very good focus for you. Uh, Yeah, the emotions. Okay, you know, the little talk I did about the Shoshona, the the, the, the nadis, the, you know, energy centers, how it interfaces with the nervous system. I feel like you would be greatly helped with any food and also supplements that support your nervous system, where it's home, whether homeopathic, you know, extra good vitamin B, C, you know, get maybe, you know, do your own research or if you have a, a healthcare practitioner that can tune in. Um, I do that sure. kind of session, but, but not here because it t- really takes me to focus. Um, it could be hormonal also is what I'm hearing, some of the tiredness or lethargy or, or holding on, the weight. I, I'm getting like there could be either inflammation or you're tending to, to hold on. It could be water weight. Um, so whatever, I don't know if that's salt intake, but that's, that's kind of what I'm seeing. So whatever you're starting to do now is making headway. I do feel walks in nature or someplace where you can look a lot, even if it's a street that you like, or okay. a beach or a, wa- a walkway, where you can visually look at different things while you're walking. And that's going to, I'm hearing, it's kind of an um, energetic reroute, a rebalancing for you. Kind of, it's calming the nervous system. So that you greatly need. So I would just watch anything that's in- causing inflammation, Okay. Uh, and little vice is, is chocolate. I love this. My friend Lori turned me on to this Tony's chocolate. It's like honeycomb and almond. Um, it's called slave-free so chocolate. So it's, you know, environmental, sustainable, whatever. Um, but chocolate, if you eat too much sugar, it's, it causes inflammation. So that's what I'm getting with you. Just be very aware of what you're doing, but the walking will be great for you. Um, and I do feel like the next step, there is a lot for you to address on the emotional level or, or you're letting go something or someone, the past. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of deep healing that you're going through. But I do see you 
coming out of this a lot more balanced and vital. So you're on the right track, and whatever you're doing is starting to, I feel like, harness this new energy and pay off. Um, but you're one that's going to have to just be aware, aware of, your, of, your, of your nervous system, you know. Okay. Yes, that makes sense. That makes sense. It, it makes perfect sense because I've gone through Lyme. I have a lot of things like that. Oh. And, yeah. No wonder I'm picking that up. Okay. And does that infl- cause inflammation? Absolutely. I have several okay. autoimmune but I think the Lyme made That's... all of them worse. Because I didn't, okay. we didn't find the Lyme for 10 years. So I've been in treatment for about eight years now. But I feel okay. like we're kind of over a hump. But it's now, that's why now it's like, now we really have to address um, food and exercise. And I love the idea of walking in nature because I really miss, I I grew up in Alaska, so I really miss the mountains and stuff. So I have to find a place that reminds me of that. So I really appreciate it. You're welcome. That and or honestly, and even try this, even if you're in the city, and it doesn't have to be a long walk. It could be five to ten minutes. What you need is you need to relax the mind. You, you need, there's hypersensitivity going on. Like anytime we have a lot of inflammation, it makes us, our body and our mind hypersensitive. So that's why I'm hearing intuitively just if you're walking and you're looking, that's also a form of walking meditation. You look at something and then you'll go back to the breath. Even window, looking at, I don't know, dress, whatever. Right. Right. And we actually back open space, which is lovely because you don't have anything yeah, we don't have anything behind us. Okay, so the key but, for okay, the key for you is going to be that you need to not be in your head or walking, looking down at the ground. You need to be observing your environment, the tree, the bush, the bird. That that that, that. You, it's an externalization process. So because when we have illness or we go through a lot of trauma, especially chronic illness, we begin to more our energy starts collapsing in a bit. We begin to internalize more. Everything becomes through the lens of the symptoms of the condition that we're going through. So when we externalize, allow our mind, our focus to reach outside of us, that actually brings in some peace and calm and helps to balance. Um, anyway, Allison, keep us posted. Thank Let you. us know, um, yeah, how you're doing, okay? All, All right. right. Thank you so much. I sure appreciate it. You're so welcome. Oh, that's for anyone, especially with everything that we're going through right now, you know. Um, Let the environment help you, you know, wherever you are. All right. um, If you did not get a reading, I'm here next week, uh, 12 to about 1250. We tune in. Um, If you had a question or comment, because now it is time for Awakening Dialogue. Uh, We have with us today Kim Stanwood Terranova. She's the founder of Namaste Retreats, um, also the World as One Organization for Spiritual Seekers to Go Deeper, and also the author of The Technology of Intention. She's a master teacher and practitioner also at Agape Spiritual Center, where I used to teach. What a synchronicity. Okay. Hello, Kim. Welcome. Hi there. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. 
Um, and just for you and anyone else, sometimes we have a little bit of a delay. Um, so listeners, as well as you, Kim, sometimes the, the um, mic delays. Um, I was talking at the top of the program because I've been this word for like two weeks has been going around in my head, intentionality, intentionality. Mm. And I've really been looking at that. And, of course, then when I look at your info from our producer, it's the technology of intention. <laughs> I love it. Perfect timing yeah. right there, right? Universe heard you loud yes. and clear. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I'm like, intentionality, I'm really, okay, I'm really, I know about intention. I use, you know, connect with that, use that, put your attention on your intention, talk classes. But then I'm hearing, yes, okay, so it's intentionality. There's something else. There's some other piece, mm-hmm. which I know, Kim, you're going to be relaying that. I full well know since you're guided, we're guided here together. Um so uh, before we tap in and into that in your book, I do want to just for our listeners get a little bit of information about you and your path of awakening. Um, even how you came to Agape, I helped uh, develop their meditation uh, program by my book, Meditation for Everyday Living. So I taught there as well. So I know the Rev. Um, yes. Maybe we, we probably maybe we bumped into each other. Yes, I know. I'm wondering if we did to each other. I love that. Well, it feels like right, it right here. I'm spilling you. Yes, it absolutely does. <laughs> yes, it's a yes. it's a sacred space, and it um it it calls us into it to grow. And you know, whether it's you and I and everyone at Agape, it's just we get to keep growing in this community that's just so sacred and safe. Yes. Even though we're not in the room right now, you know, we're in our We're in our Zoom rooms, we're in our Facebook Lives, we're in this space where we can be, but it's still so bubbling, popping, and alive. It's it's magnificent. I was just with the Rev last week. We spent a week together teaching, and he's uh, he's stronger than ever and more attuned and willing to allow spirit to flow through him in such a brilliant manner. He's a gift. Mm. I know. It just shows that we do just keep opening. And receiving yes. and becoming that which is truly us. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, when you're on the path, it is, you, right? You, and you know, you kind of yes. know it is, but then when you start living it, it's like, wow, you really do know more or express more or are connected more. It, it is possible. Well, oh, you keep practicing and living. It just keeps growing. Mm-hmm. You know, I always feel like we get to, we grow and practice and live, and then we have an evolutionary jump energetically, and mm-hmm. we stretch into this new place of being because of all we've been learning. And then we practice at that space for a while before we know more. You know, it's, it's, I feel like when we completely surrender always that we're eternal students, then we're always going to be mm-hmm. growing and learning. And that's one of the many things he's taught me, you know, is that, that I'm a student for life. And and, yeah. and I'm blessed that he's one of my teachers and that he continues to, as he says, you know, grow himself for all of us to keep growing. So, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. And it, it's a huge adventure and we get to do it together. Yeah, I love that. I love mm-hmm. what you're saying, too, about the, the, um, the growing and being the student. Um, I, I had someone ask me last week or a couple of weeks ago in a, a class I was facilitating Actually, on the tarot with the higher friend, they said, well, how do you know if you're showing up as the student or the teacher? Because it's both. And I said, oh, I'm always both. I said, I'm always the student. Even when I'm teaching, I'm the student. They're very clear that we're still the student, and and you come that way open. 
Always, um, always, because we're always learning and facilitating everywhere we're at. And, and if we're still the student, which we always are, then we're in a space of surrender to keep catching more. You know, we're teachable. And I always want to be teachable in the midst of facilitating to the best of my ability. You know, in, when we're in that space to not know something, as the Reb says, then we just oh, we create that vacuum space that spirit could bring in Something we haven't known yet, but our willingness to not know, to learn, allows mm. it to be filled with more wisdom and grace. And that's when we're in that place of, oh, I'm teachable and open and flexible. And simultaneously, if I could facilitate another to know more, then we dance in both worlds at the same time. Yeah. Can you touch on that a little bit more? Like how does somebody – because. I know sometimes, and especially when people are um, on the path for a while, it seems like you're learning a lot, but you're using this word teachable. Mm. It seems to be very powerful by what you're saying, that you remain teachable and open to more. And so how does that work? How does being open or teachable allow us to be open to more? When, when we are willing to be teachable and to learn more, then we're, we're opening that door of willingness, which, which really mm-hmm. takes us off any sense of human ego essence of, oh, I know this, so I don't need to know more. There's so much to know and learn in this lifetime mm-hmm. that when we are open to being pliable to know more, then we also aren't on a hierarchy of, of that we can't sink in you know, an, an essence of more. Spirit is always bringing us more. So if we're closed in mm. any way of, oh, no, I know that, don't need to look at it, then we just kind of shut a door where we could have grasped another mm-hmm. pearl of wisdom from someone who just bumped into us. And those pearls keep getting cultivated through our entire, you know, life and our opportunities to allow the pearls to keep getting cultivated by being open and willing to catch a new vision of our mm-hmm. life with every, every day, every breath, every person that we may know, teacher, stranger, that there's something there. If we're willing to see it and not close down to thinking we know it all, then we're going to catch a bigger vision of our lives because there's always more. Wow. Love that. Powerful. Now, I just had a thought when you were talking um, a little flash. Does that? I'm wondering what you think of this. If if we're not teachable, we're not in be, being in this open receptivity. I'm wondering, are mm-hmm. we blocking our own unfoldment by saying, "I know enough," or "I've done enough," or you know, "I'm not open." Does that actually block us? Well, we're still, we're still creating, but what we're doing there is we're in a space that creates blocks, you know, so that we could create a block that says, mm. oh, no, I'm, I'm good. The, that universal field spirit, as I said, is in its unlimited nature is overflowing us. And any mm-hmm. blocks we create, you know, that's where I really believe our spiritual practice comes into hand because our spiritual practice is to help us stay unblocked. And when we're in mm. practice, whether it's through meditation, prayer, intention, work, journaling, hike, I mean, everyone has their own practice. And I'm always encouraging people to expand their practice. Our practice <laughs> keeps the channel open to be receptive to more information and teachable. And it removes mm-hmm. the blocks 
when we get blocked up to anything, right? We can't we can't receive more good, whether it's whether it's someone's trying to gift us something. We're if we're blocked in any way, we're going to turn it away unconsciously. And it's mm-hmm. so good when we're open, willing to catch the next miracle, the next gift that's being delivered. And in this time, it's been challenging for people at times to see the gifts, and yet they still exist. Yeah. You know, the gifts are bigger yeah. than the circumstances. Yeah. We get to, to, yes. And we can't receive the gifts if we're blocked. Yeah. And I'm seeing it as well as, like, you're actually stunting yourself, you know, because you're not open to your next level of unfolding. That teachable mm-hmm. moment, you're going to stretch and unfold more. You're going to go, you're in the overflow then. You're becoming what yeah. you, in the teaching right, in the being taught or being open or the, the experience, mm-hmm. now I'm stretching and, more. It's, right? Go ahead. And when, we could, and when we could look at ourselves gently and ask the question, you know, where am I close to? What is it? What am I protecting? Which is why I'm staying close. There's usually something under it, whether it's fear, whether it's sadness, whether it's past hurt that has shut doors in our hearts. To not let us be open, and and I, I want to reframe it's not let us, where we protect ourselves by shut, you know, by mm. becoming blocked, and and it's that's the journey of always self love and healing. The more self love and healing that we're activating and practicing, then we allow the doors to be open. Then we know it's safe to step into the unknown. But, and think mm. about it: in our human existence, we aren't always taught across the board that it's safe to step into the unknown. And if we begin yes, to take exactly. that on as a spiritual truth, practice, then we're leaning into what's not known. And in the unknown is where spirit is delivering more than we knew before. But we couldn't have caught it because we didn't know it existed. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Powerful, Kim. But that takes so much a lot of willingness and a lot of trust. <laughs> yeah. Willingness, trust, and practice, spiritual practice. We've mm-hmm. got to have the support. So now, Kim, how did you um, come to this, where you are on your path? Um, I always like to get, like, the first awakening or, you know, situation of, of the redirection of energy and then to where you are now. How how has that evolved for you? Mm. It's been such a bumpy road, and I'm grateful for every one of those bumps. Um, it started many moons ago and um, because I was in a lot of pain, you know, in my teens and in early 20s, there was a lot of pain that was occurring that was blocking insights. I'd had mystical experiences earlier in life that I was blocking because I was in so much pain. And in my seeking, you know, I, was, I, I feel like I'm an, an eternal seeker, but I was seeking at a very young age for more, to understand universal principles, even though I didn't even know what they were. But the pain propelled me forward into finding solutions. And that is where when we, you know, look at situations that are brutally painful in our lives, if we use them as the catalyst for healing and growth, then we're on our growing edge to really have, it, have an evolutionary understanding of who we are. So I was blessed mm. that the pain propelled me into learning spiritual principles and once I started on that path, it was like it was like somebody poured water into a dry well. That it was like, oh, there's I understand. This is a place to heal and grow. And from that moment onward, I just kept catching more spiritual 
awakening, and I moved to Los Angeles. I was from the Bay Area. And when I found the place to study, which was right when Agape began, I began studying immediately, and I practiced a lot. So I, I feel like the bumps in the road, I got through them because of the practice I chose to live and continue to live. So it didn't mean the bumps didn't happen. And, you know, in my book, I speak of some of them, and they're, they're a lot. But the practices is what got me through the bumps. And, and still do, still to this day. You know, I was teaching this morning, and I was saying that it, when we can stand in, we practice our practice until our life is our practice, pretty soon we move right. through life with just living our practice so that it doesn't matter if it's a bumpy road or a smooth road. I'm still practicing to get through any of it, yeah. to embrace all of it. So I know it's a long answer to it started from pain no, and then it pro- Right, propelled me into massive practice so that I can keep staying awake. I want to stay awake and know and grow and assist others. And that requires practice because in this, you know, world that is full of a lot right now, we have to keep activating that inner technology within our soul to stay awake and alert. We have to go within, not always looking at the circumstances. Yeah, and what I'm hearing you say too is it, the practice was became your life. So it's part. It's not just something you do, but it is integral to your Ooh, life. Yes, it sounds like. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I have clients giggle, you know, and I will ask them repeat. So, what's your practice, and what's your practice now, and how is it growing? And it, you know, many people I have found over the years look at that question, "What's your practice?" and it can feel daunting. You know, to people think, oh, to be spiritually awake, I have to spend five hours a day in meditation or or this much time at different, you know, um, speakers and learning. Really, our practice is anything that brings us back to center. So center Mm -hmm. to know that we're one with the presence. So really, a practice could take 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night. It could take five hours, six hours, if you wish, until you start to move it into, you could stop midday and literally have a five-minute gratitude practice that gets you back in alignment and back into your afternoon. You know, the practices weave. They may begin morning and night. They may begin small amounts of time until you start to stretch it and move your practice into your work life, your family life, and watch everything align for the highest good because you're more present there then. Mm. Wow, powerful. So let's talk a little bit about intentionality, the technology Mm -hmm. of intention. What is the technology of intention? I feel like we have to start there. What is the technology of intention? My favorite subject. Um, It's, (laughs) you know, intention is such a powerful tool. It's one of the most powerful tools to co-create our lives. And when I started to heighten my practice of intention and watch those in my life and my clients really start to activate intention on a different level. I started to have different um, experiences for myself and watch everyone else do the same. We are always creating, whether consciously or unconsciously, our inner technology within our souls that I believe is necessary to be really, to, to activate that inner technology right now to stay balanced in this world of outer technology 
Well, one of the fastest keys to do that is to set very clear intentions because when we do, we're activating the power of the universe. We're saying my intention is to be, you know, and then we follow that up with what we desire to create. The charge with intentions that is so beautiful is that we can state them, place them into the universal field, and we must let go so that then we're co-creating with spirit. So we're not just saying, my goal is to do this today. And then maybe by the end of the day, if we didn't complete it, we're disappointed and may have judgment on ourselves. Where an intention is co-creating with spirit. So it could be my intention is to fill, fill all my tasks today with ease and effortlessness and to let go of the how they get done and just stay in the now. Could be something like that. The universe picks mm. that up and is creating with us so that everything is in alignment. Our actions get to follow that intention. So we're co creating with an unlimited power that can bring it to us in bigger ways than we ever imagined. So it's 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 our opportunity to activate it, to write intentions, to to use them as a powerful, powerful tool. And if we don't, we're still creating. We're just creating from the mindset of an automatic reaction versus an active creation. So if we don't create them, we could wake up and think, oh, this is going to be a challenging day. I have a really full day. I don't know how I'm going to make it through this day. Well, right there, that begins to be created. Challenging day. Don't know how I'm going to make it through this day. It all gets to be created versus we could wake up. Look at our day, know it's going to be full, and then ask, how do I want to move through this day? I want to be calm, centered, clear, on task, open, available to communicate honestly with people and fulfill everything before me. So that's my intention. I'm still creating, wow. but I'm creating what I desire versus an unconscious creation of what I really didn't even want. Right. Yeah, it could be unconscious or, yeah, and just kind of like, hit or miss. I think that's what's happened with many of us, right? It's kind of hit or miss. And Um, when we remember, spirit is listening to, is responding to all of it. So why not play in the field of staying awake? Yeah. Now, I know you're going to be able to answer this because I've noticed something. Um, I do readings, you know, psychic, intuitive, and uh, since birth, and Mm -hmm. I've been doing them also on YouTube. But what I have been seeing, because people say, oh, you're so accurate. How did you know that? How did... And I'm like, you're just a good transmitter. You're just a good broadcaster. Because I'm seeing the people putting stuff out there. So how... that seems to me tying into what you're saying. And maybe that's something we all need to step up to more, is that we are. Meaning being the transmitter? Yeah, that we are what we're brought, we're receiving, but we're also broadcasting or putting something out there mm. in sense that maybe people are picking up or, um, and it's coming back to us. Meaning that to be, if I'm hearing you right, to be heightened, just be aware of what we're broadcasting, yes? Yeah, so is there something to that? Like, is there, if let's say somebody is really wanting to know something or they really mm-hmm. want to experience something, is that tying in? Is that their intention? Is, is, that, is, mm. there, is it a strong intention that's making them mm. a better broadcaster or transmitter? Beautiful. How does that work? Yeah. Beautiful. It's 
so the wanting, when we can name what we want, like if you said somebody wants, you know, to fulfill something, ah. the wanting gets Woo. to be shifted into an intention. So the wanting, we catch it like, oh, I'm feeling like I want that and I'd love this. Well, we move that into an intention. And then we say my intention is to open my, and, and I'm giving examples of intentions. These aren't hard ones. I want everyone to use their own words. But whether it's my intention is to stay open to all that is moving through me, that I catch the intuitive guidance within as I move forward. We're opening our channel to transmit energy, right? Or my intention ah. is to be present in every situation so that I am co-creating with spirit. We, we all can catch messages if we're available to have a place for them to land. They get to have a place of receptivity to land. So mm-hmm. our, you know, that, that, that you have a gift that you have opened and are willing to share, which is beautiful. And thank you for that because your gift, you said yes to that gift. So in your yes, yeah. spirit has full access to move through you to assist other beings. That's a, an honorable, magnificent yes and a gift to give where others receive it beautifully. And that is an intention of pure willingness to be of service. Yes, and now what I'm hearing by you, though, but, it's, but there's twofold. You have, there's the broadcaster or the, the transmitter, the other person that's putting what they want to hear, what they, and what you're calling the wanting. I don't know what you're mm. saying, creates the result. So it's twofold, and I'm wondering, through your study of intention, if you've seen that there is this almost like an echo or call and response mm. that we're putting something, if you want to say in there or out there, but we're emitting something, we're transmitting, we're broadcast, we're putting something out there and then it mm-hmm. comes back to us, perhaps in various mm-hmm. ways. I don't know if, the, if, if maybe the intention, aligning to your intention, makes it more aligned to what you truly want. Is that part of yes. the process? Yes, absolutely. Mm. When we align with the intention, we're bringing clarity to our, what, we're, what we're placing on the altar of consciousness. When, it's, when things are flowing through us, we're open and willing to catch things our focus and aim can absolutely bring clarity to what our desire is for spirit to assist us in fulfilling it. So it's, it's definitely an open availability to allow it, but intention propels more energy into it because it's activating that place of creation. So the, and, and let me see if I'm understanding correctly. If the person coming to you has a wanting, right? Right. And their wanting it calls you forth and you call them some divine exchange there to be delivered that they may have been in the place to absolutely receive the gift you were giving because their clarity came and I'm seeking an answer to this. My intention is to call forth an answer to this because I want to understand it and you come into their lives. Yes, so now I'm wondering, is it, yes, and thank you for explaining this, because a lot of people are going to be listening to this, we're going to explain how it's working. So now I'm wondering, in the big scale with the the universe, with our life, are we doing this all the time, to some degree? We We are creating all the time. My invitation is for us to get conscious in our creation. Ah, okay. 
Yeah. Okay. We, that, so that in a sense, it. we're doing this all the time, but it may not be conscious. But when you're bringing Absolutely. the intentionality into it, then we become more conscious with what we're emitting or broadcasting. Is that what you're saying, what we're putting out there? Yes. And when ah. we become more conscious, we become clearer. So our, our, what comes back to us is going to be in a clearer path. And sometimes this needs to be stated so that people, because I'm hearing, you know, people could be saying, wait a second, I wanted that certain thing and it didn't come to me. Yeah, and exactly. often, right? Often things must be moved out of the way for our intention to be fulfilled. And in the human level, that requires then some qualities that have to be birthed for the intention to be fulfilled. Does that make sense? Mm, yes, it does. And now, how would we know this? Yeah, how would we know oh. that, that that's beautiful? Because you're saying, in a way, we may have this vision or this idea, the tension, but we may not have – something may be blocking it or we said – Something has to be yes. birthed through us, perhaps, to be able to receive it or be open to it is what I'm hearing. So right? can, I, can I give you an example that might make it clear? Yes, please. When, what I'm pointing to is that in the human realm, lots of times if we don't see evidence of our intention fulfilled immediately, because we live in a society that's so fast moving and we could have things at a blink of an eye, we don't realize that there's a cultivation, that we're cultivating the consciousness to receive whatever we have asked for, okay? And sometimes it comes up as a mess first that has to be moved out of the way. It was about two and a half years ago where I experienced that, that I um, had a retreat center in the mountains of Malibu and a home, and I have been really nurturing it, and it needed some work to get fulfilled, but I've been working very hard on it for many years to build it up to um, just a, an expansive space. And right. I always have intentions going, so I placed my intention in my bathroom that said, and there's, again, this was just one. I had many intentions, but I laughed months later after I realized this. I had an intention in the wall that said, my intention is to release anything that no longer serves me. And it was, it was right on the wall for quite some time. Well, little did I know that in November of that year, I was right in the middle of the Woolsey fire. And in one night, my oh. home was gone, oh. the retreat center was gone, everything was taken in one night. I got myself, my children, oh. the dogs out of the house, and that was it. So, understandably, I could be like, what was this? Like, what the heck just occurred? Yeah. Right? I can look at it like that wasn't now. Now, I didn't even remember that certain intention was up there. I have many intentions. So I want to be clear that when I placed it there, I did not know when I said my intention is to release anything that no longer serves me. It didn't just mean that that house didn't serve me. I don't want to be misunderstood there. There was a, you know, something occurred in nature that blew through and took a thousand homes in a few days. Right. Mine was in the path right. of that. Okay, so I didn't call for, excuse me, I want to fire, because sometimes I don't right. have to think, I didn't do that. But I did right. say, I'm willing to let go of anything that no longer serves me. I opened the door of willingness up. Now, mm-hmm. in the aftermath, of course, it was confusing. Of course, there was moments of great sadness, and I had to grow in it, whereas what Reverend Michael right. taught me, like, that, that was my growing edge. Like he said, you've got to grow now again. Because you're faced in the midst of a really difficult situation. 
my choice was to say, okay, what's my intention now? I have to grow in big intention now to move through this. So I have to use the tools, use my tools in the midst of the disaster. On the other side of it, it's been two years out now. It's been a very bumpy road as for many details of that. But what I know now is what's being birthed on that property is truly the retreat center that was to be birthed years ago. That couldn't have been Ah. because things had to be cleaned out of the way for it to occur. Now, doesn't mean it was comfortable. Does not mean it was comfortable. Sometimes things have to be broken. It's like the caterpillar had to be brace itself completely down to spread wings. Is that sometimes in our lives things get messy before the intention is fulfilled? That's where our practice must become heightened. Is we don't throw out the intention and think, "Oh, see, it didn't work." We say, "What am I to know now to keep growing?" Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's powerful. What am I to know now to keep growing? Yes. Yeah. That takes us out of the victim stage and keeps us awake to what am I going to, you know, what, what do I get to birth now? Even if I'm on my knees crying, doesn't mean I'm going to avoid that. Just means that I'm still going to ask the question, what do I need to know now to birth the next evolution of who I'm here to be? Because this occurred but I'm not going to take it on like, whoa, look what occurred to me. It just occurred. <sighs> so we get to be active in the creation of our intentions and the intentions that followed that. You know, I got a very clear sign that spirit said when I asked, because I asked, what's my intention now? This is big. I don't have a place to live, close to where, what do we do? The answer yeah. that came was flexibility. Like, Kim, you have to get really flexible. And I giggled. I thought, you've got to be kidding. I'm super flexible. And then I realized, okay, I'm going to take that on. My intention is to be flexible yeah. and stand in strength and faith. And a year later, when I had moved seven times before I landed in one place, I realized, if I had not been flexible, I would have been stuck in the pain. Yeah. So, you know, we, our intentions keep us centered and keep us creating on a good day and a bad day. We're not basing mm-hmm. our, um, whether I practice or not, whether it's a good or bad day. We just practice. Mm-hmm. And your, thank you for sharing what you shared, too. That really mm-hmm. touches my heart, and I, I know it's um, touching a lot of people as well. Um, in fact, in the chat, we have one of our list, uh, listeners, Louise, said she had a question for me. She said, oh, I've, I've got my question answered through what she's saying. Oh. So um, that's great. great. Um Part of what I also hear, I feel like a lot of the external circumstances that are going on are nudging or kicking people to kind of get that message, the, you know, adaptability, flexibility. Um, You know, I know I've had to look at that myself. Like, I, I too, consider my, oh, I'm very patient, adapt. I've been really going within. I've been hermiting. And, like, now I have to do more? I mean, there's there's a... You know, there's this thing that's happening externally and beliefs around that that make you have to do certain things now. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you wrap your mind around it? Like you are adaptable, you are flexible, but now you're being called. There's a, obviously a next level. There's, a, there's, there's more. There's more growth. There's yes. more in that. Um, how do you come to terms with that, and how do you find that, that answer, and what, what helps you, you know, once you mm. got that answer, what helped you? Being very gentle is the first word that comes to me is that I I really 
um, I really urge everyone I walk with, like, if we can lead with gentleness for ourselves, we'll lead with gentleness for others. If we could, if we could release judgment from ourselves, we'll release judgment from others. So it's truly standing in this is, you know, this is before me and I get to choose. I still get to choose if I'm going to choose to stand in, in trust and use my tools or if I'm going to choose to, you know, stay in the place that I'm not, that I'm unempowered. And my commitment mm-hmm. to be of service to the world is bigger than staying stuck in what happened. Mm-hmm. So, the, so interesting, your question is, remember when we first started, it was like it was pain that pushed me to an awakening, but it's the vision that's now been pulling me for years to be of service to others and in being of service to others, I, I'm choosing not to stay stuck because that doesn't serve me or others, which means I'm choosing to amplify the practice even when it hurts. <laughs> and I don't mean the practice hurts. I mean, the, you know, the situation may. Circumstances do not get to determine our consciousness. It impacts us, you bet. And mm-hmm. we're always able to cultivate a consciousness of faith, of willingness, of, of gentleness in the midst of all circumstances. And when we continue to know that, then the circumstances shift, you know, because we are committed to standing tall in them, not being taken down by them. So it, it really comes back to that practice in the midst of all of it. I'm, I'm going to live that practice. <sighs> mm-hmm. So is that part of the intention then? Would that to be part of my the practice? intention? Yeah. And, and yes, and the intention, the, and when I say work, I don't feel like it's work anymore, but for description, right. to, to, to work your intentions is definitely a practice. You know, my days consist of daily, and, and I, I giggle now because prayer isn't just daily, it's all through the day. You know, but it's prayer and meditation yes. and intention work and journaling and, and beautiful readings every day out loud or or in my soul, as well as being in nature. I loved everything you were saying. Um, I was listening in earlier to the woman about being outside that we, I, my intention is to connect with the earth every day and to be, you know, that practice goes all through the day. So it is part intention is in there part of everything. I don't start a meeting without intention. I don't get on the phone call without intention. I don't move through any, activity without just pausing for a minute and thinking that's all I have to do and that's all all of us have to do is just ask ourselves the question pause before we enter a conversation with our loved ones and say what's my intention and then within seconds we'll have it you know just like oh my intention is to connect to be myself to share myself to open my heart okay now we'll walk into the meeting and if we as a society as you know, citizens of this earth begin to activate powers that keep us centered. And that's what practice is to me. Whatever practice keeps you centered, then we get to activate those. And and intention is one of a powerful one. Then what happens is we are co-creating a life that honors ourselves and everyone upon the path because we're awake. Mm -hmm. Wow. I have to, Kim, I have to share something someone put in the chat, White Calla I love this because I feel this conversation and many other conversations from other shows always come down to us having more power 
than we give ourselves credit for or what we are yeah. made to believe. Wow. Yeah. Yes, thank you for that being wonderful being that brought that. Yes, we, it's in our DNA. We came in encoded mm-hmm. to live awake, alert, and to be of service and give our gifts to the world. And mm, the road gets bumpy. The right, it's just, it's part of the human experience, you know, is that there's yeah. surprises and turns. And, you know, I'll say lots of times, if we can stay on the roller coaster ride, and I, and I jokingly say, nobody gets off halfway through the Matterhorn, so let's just stay on the ride and be present to know I'm going to be in practice, whether the road, whether I'm going up or down. I'm still going to be willing to practice what I know in that place of inner empowerment to deliver my gifts. And that's more than enough. Mm. Beautiful, 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 and harmonizing. Um, Just really for people to take that in and know that there is that power, that empowerment within them. And it, it is in that now moment. It is in that, Mm-hmm. consciousness of the present oh Kim we're yeah. out of time but an open door mm-hmm. invitation to come back anytime um, I love what oh, you're thank sharing you. you're helping oh, you're helping so, I know. so thank many you. people thank you mm-hmm. thank you so much I'm honored and blessed and I thank you for everything that, that you are assisting so many people through because it's, it's a gift and I'm, I'm grateful to you and grateful to be here and I'd happy to be back anytime Oh, yes, please. And tell the web I said hi. Um, I will tell him. Him and, and yeah, um, him and Reverend Cheryl. Um, yes. Okay, so now how can – I want people to be able to find you very easily mm-hmm. and know what you have going on. I, I know you have um, Rhythmia. You also – is the retreat up and going, by the way, that you were talking about? Is the center – My retreat center is, is being built now. Everything is being rebuilt. Okay. Um, and, okay. and I will keep everyone posted on that on social media. I'm trying to keep it afloat so everyone knows. So you can find me on my website. is my full name, KimStanwoodTerranova.com. And you can sign up for updates and newsletters as well as Instagram. It's at KimStanwood. And then order the book, which is The Technology of Intention. You can get it. It's on audio now as well as um, – oh, oh, excuse great. me. It's on Kindle. It's on Kindle, and it's going to be on audio in the next few months. I get to record that. So I would love for people to read that. And I am in Costa Rica now teaching, and that's where I've been teaching with the Rev, um, at the Rhythmia Life Advancement Center. So there's many different places to um, come connect and, and let's grow together because that's what we're here to do. Absolutely. And you've just been such a joy and an uplifter. And <laughs> I just- and honest and truthful. And I thank you for mm-hmm. that truthful and honest sharing. Um, of course. Ah, and not just the inspiration, but some of you give us some really good insight as well and practical um, things to do. So I appreciate Beautiful. you. I appreciate you being I'm you. I'm so glad. Thank you. And I will see All you right, again. All right, Kim. Take good care. Have a beautiful day. Bye. Bye. Oh, you're welcome, everyone, in the chat. Yes, it was a great show. Thank you, everyone. Okay, you can connect with Kim um, at KimStanwoodTerranova.com. All the information is in the show description box. And we were talking about her book, The Technology of Intention. I love the synchronicity. I've got some good 
kernels of wisdom and insight. Um, I took notes myself. Um, and very powerful. See, you guys, with that calling. I hope a lot of my YouTube subscribers are also listening to this because it's going to confirm for all of you that are getting your signs, your symbols, your messages, your confirmations, that the clearer your intention, as Kim said, the more that you're putting it out there with clarity. You are transmitting. We're transmitting all the time. We're broadcasting all the time. But are we doing it of the lower self or the more expanded aspect of our being to the higher self? So, Ah, anyway, amazing beings of light. Thank you all for being here and being part of the program. Why, Kelly Lily, I know you're a subscriber. I know, I love it. Oh, come, come visit my page, <laughs> my channel, I guess it's called, my page, my channel, whatever. Come hang out on Patreon, visit me on Instagram. Let's keep connected, everyone, okay? And, of course, as always, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and, of course, keep away. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?